0: All right. Wow, I think we have solved all of America's problems today, don't you? I mean, I mean, we started out with a lot of problems, and if more people would listen to today's podcast, all of them would be solved. You'd be you'd be uh, better off as a human being yeah, if you just paid attention. Yeah, except or. we did we solved everything except. What freaky condition is making it that Tom Cruise never ages? Yeah, no, that That's, one we d- we have no answers we have for. No answers for. Uh, but t- today's show you do not want to miss. It's great fun and you'll learn a lot. I mean, because I did. Well, I did because I was listening to another show while we were doing this one. Here's today's podcast. Brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, listen up. There is hope, and it comes in the form of Relief Factor. Every day I see testimonials from people who have tried Relief Factor for their pain and gotten their life back, and I know it can happen because it happened to me as well. I want you to try Relief Factor. If you've given up, don't get back into the game. Get your life back. Do the things you want to do and love to do. So don't struggle with the pain. Just try it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it works for them. It works for me. Not a drug, but c- created by doctors, and you can get a three-week quick start just for $19.95. 1995, try it for three weeks. You want a drug-free, natural way to get your life back? Go to ReliefFactor.com. It's ReliefFactor.com. You're
1: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Just want to remind you, it's Tuesday. Ah, Feels good, doesn't it? uh it is uh, tuesday pat gray is joining us from pat gray unleashed and we appreciate you making it in today oh, it was hard it wasn't it was hard i was driving around lungs like crazy huge piles of
2: lungs in the in oh the from street. the nine millimeters the f- yes. that just blow that organ right out yeah yeah and then when i got to work i had to climb over a 15 foot pile of lungs wow. to get in the door See, that's dedication stuff. That's yeah. 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 I was going to be stopped. No would've by would've... a bunch
0: of lungs. Ain't no mountain of lungs high right. enough
2: right. to stop him
0: <laughs> Thank you. from coming in. I don't know why they pile them like that. They could spread yeah. them out over a block or two. But... No, you got to, you know, the lung the lung plows come out and they just need to. <laughs> and just push them. There's into a the... supermarket, oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. you know, you go into some of the supermarkets here in Texas and they've just plowed all of the lungs mm. at the back of the parking lot. And mm-hmm. it's huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lung Mountain. Huge. Well, here in Texas, you know, lungs uh, outnumber people two to one. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's two to one. No one talks about it. No that. one talks. No about one, it. one talks. No, about it. Talks no about one talks one about it. Talks we it. Same be with kidneys. About that. You shot, as Joe Biden says, they'll blow that organ right through you with a nine millimeter. Yeah, but if so, it's
2: only a twenty-two, it sticks right in there, stays yeah. right in your lung, and which is yeah. good it's really good <laughs> yeah well, oh, it's i really mean good. When, it's good uh, for the really bullet good. to be jammed yeah. into
0: your lung when booth shot uh lincoln <laughs> uh uh-huh. you know that bullet stayed in his head didn't go clean through and he was fine oh. and it gave the it gave the doctor an opportunity to stick his finger in the hole and try to dig it out oh that's true it too. Is. he did and yeah and i thought of that when that's i very, thought of, very very hygienic mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah he didn't okay. wash his hands um uh, but I thought of that today when I read this from, from Joe Biden, where he's like, and it gets us you know, an opportunity to get in there and take that bullet out. <laughs> well, wait, what? <laughs> Does
2: anybody believe that conversation actually took place with a doctor?
0: Because I frankly...
2: I'm having a hard time. Yeah.
0: Well, when you remember that... You remember that his wife is a doctor. Mm. And right. And I'm a doctor. Well, yes. That's <laughs> true. Could so, have been any doctor. Could have been any doctor. <laughs> <laughs> could have been any and doctor. And it could have been any hospital, because
2: he doesn't remember... It was some trauma hospital. The biggest one there yeah. then <laughs> the or now, one, I'm yeah. not sure. The biggest trauma hospital.
1: I really thought he had made a mistake and, like, was talking about a different type of weapon and just said 9mm? No, he's... nine no. millimeter. It's very dangerous. Because
2: I... I, I mean, I... <laughs> We've had Very a lot dangerous.
1: of military guys in here. We've had a lot yeah. of you know high level security guys in here over the years. Yeah, talking about preparedness, and they like, all feel, make fun of yeah. me
0: for my nine millimeter. They say like the, I feel like the nine
1: millimeters mm. is the, the thing they look
0: down on. It they is say like it's
1: not really going to work in one they've, of these situations. Yeah, really?
0: they all said, yeah, nine millimeter is hmm. like a 380. It's the minimum to do the job, and you might have to fire off a couple of rounds. Oh wow. Okay? It's a forty-five or a three fifty-seven will tear you up. Even even That'll when it's blowing you. your lung out of your body. It's <laughs> well, still... well, you have two. You have two. Oh, okay. Again, you have two. True. Yeah,
1: so, shouldn't this is just? I'm throwing this out there, but should shouldn't we that, consider mandatory third lungs? Because there's so many shootings here in Texas. Mm-hmm. All of our lungs are all over the side. We of the don't road. have a problem with mm-hmm. fingers,
0: do we? And fingers outnumber people ten to one. <laughs> ten to one. Ten to one. A problem. And you don't see a lot of fingers. On the side of the highway, do you? No, you don't. No, no. you don't. Where's the last gun battle you saw where they blew off 10 fingers? It's rare. I've never, seen it's rare. I've never, I've seen never seen one. It's rare. never seen one. Never seen one. So <laughs> that's because we got rid of the really evil 10 millimeter, uh, which uh, could okay. blow off the fingers. That's why right. they were called 10 millimeters. Because it
2: would blow off all, 10 of, your all 10 of your fingers at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now Myers we have to wait for 4th of
0: July to be able to blow fingers off.
2: Have you noticed that they've switched from the AR fifteen now and now they're they're going after the handgun as handguns. well? Yeah. This I mean They're going after handguns. We were now. Just talking about Canada before you came in and how they're going after this. Remember,
1: this is what Nixon wanted. Yeah. I know. He, you know, people think of it as hardcore conservative. Mm-hmm. He
0: wanted to ban handguns. He was not conservative. No. He was not. No, I mean he, well, he was he was certainly more conservative than John Corden. Uh, and uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell, mm. you know, mm. I, it's hard to know. Those guys are diehard conservatives. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. John Cornyn is like, whew. Oh, all right. Second Amendment is safe. John Cornyn's on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hope and I don't know. I hope that this is a,
1: a an effort by the Republicans to say that they they, they had some conversations and they were talking and uh, that's all it comes I, to i mean there are I'm some low hanging fruit it. things <laughs> you could do in reality that we would yeah. actually agree with on mental health and, and things yeah. like that yeah. so it's not yeah. impossible they could come up with something that would make mm-hmm. sense but mm-hmm.
2: would you favor uh i think the last loophole probably on the background check is person to person like if i want to sell glenn yeah a handgun very small would you percentage. favor uh, a background check in that instance this would be the uni- universal background yeah. check bill. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very popular. This is why
0: they talk about it often. Yep. Um, I you don't know, like it, but I, the, I, I might. I man- have to think about it. The, the man- thing I, is, if you give sure them an inch, you're going to take yeah, a mile, that's, and that's true. That's, yeah. And you know, and and the, does that include family? Yeah, the Mansion to yeah, Me uh, bill
1: exemp- uh, gave you an exemption for family. family transfers and a couple of other things.
0: Um, yeah, because I'm not going through I, again, with with my family no yeah, my to give it to son, your son? My, my daughters
1: get my guns yeah. We, yeah we should also point out this would has absolutely nothing to do with the shooting the person went through a background check right so it has i it's don't know totally that there's ever... unrelated to
2: this whatsoever has there ever been a mass shooting that where the guns were obtained in that way I don't think so. Not uh, that I know no, of. No,
0: I believe the um, uh, the guns that Obama's administration smuggled over the border <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> did yeah, come yeah. back here and sure literally did. were
2: used in, yes. in shootings in, of a Border so Patrol agent. A, and but, then they yeah, turned up really in Paris, but if again, you remember right. Yeah.
1: I, I think conservatives can look at this. Some conservatives <laughs> like the red flag law thing, especially if it's it's very narrowly crafted. Some people mm-hmm, like the, like the 21 and older, right? We already have 21 and older for handguns. Maybe they should be AR-15s, too. Again, you can make legitimate arguments that there's some reasonable thing to approach until you see Canada, until you see what they will do with these inches. As you point out, Mm -hmm. Pat, they will take a mile. They will turn it into what Canada is doing now, which is
0: banning all firearms. That is what they're in the middle of doing. Can you negotiate with somebody who says, I want to kill you and your whole family? No. No. Why? Because, but because I'll say okay, so I only kill your daughter. <laughs> well, you were okay. Overton windowing or me before, only, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or I, 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 I just I get your backyard of your house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't negotiate because their ultimate goal is to kill your family. They haven't changed that goal. These guys are saying they're going to take all the. Ga- they want to leave you with twenty twos. That's mm. almost a cap gun. You you can kill a squirrel with that literally you can kill a squirrel with a 22 so no I don't think so that the, they won't leave you with the 22. they are talking about taking nine millimeter guns off that is the most popular handgun in America and they're talking about taking that away no I don't I don't I can't negotiate with you and they know they just can't be honest in this right. country the country no, has no. a
1: gun culture. Uh, People, generally speaking, love the the idea of being able to defend themselves. They did a a poll recently that was not about repealing the Second Amendment, which is obviously what their goal is here, by the way. I mean, it's 100% what they want. When you hear them talk about it, they talk about, you know, turning around violence in these incidents. You can't do it with the things they're proposing. They're just giving you a small step on the way to eventually overturning the Second Amendment and taking away your gun. And like... When, you, when the American people were polled just on handguns, should there be a law, not a constitutional amendment, but just a law that would, would restrict you from being able to buy a handgun, it was 80 to 15 against... Mm. They have no. They know they are so against the American people. They have to lie to them. Yeah, and they and, do and do these things like, oh, well, we only want common sense gun control. Well, Bull. none of those things that they're suggesting that are common sense gun control would do the things that they're saying they would. Yeah, even they keep citing Australia. None of the proposals. That they're actually admitting they want, or anywhere close to what Australia did, in this country, implementing Australia would be taking a hundred million guns off the streets. They're not even they're Good not even proposing those things. Yeah. So I mean, these are just lies, so, and they're trying to get keep, to where Canada let me is give you, going.
0: Let me give you where we sh- what we should be talking about. I don't know if you read what happened in Charleston, West Virginia, uh, this over the weekend, but uh, a family was having a big graduation party at an apartment complex. And uh, a guy is speeding through the complex. He's stopped by police. So he drives to his apartment. He gets uh, a semi-automatic rifle. And he goes and he's going to fire You know, into that crowd of people he's firing. Uh, doesn't hit anybody. Um, t- two police officers, same one that pulled him over, they arrive. They confront him. Uh, he fired a shotgun at them wounded both of them and took them out of action and then what happened a woman who was carrying a concealed uh, uh, gun and a concealed carry permit she takes it out of her purse and shoots him dead so end Ending of that one the she saved 40 people from being killed now mm. my question is If the gun was the villain last week, why isn't the media holding up the gun this week and showing a picture of that very brave gun that saved 40 people? Because it's obviously the gun that did it. Doesn't quite
2: fit the narrative. No, it it doesn't. They'd rather just keep lying about uh, the the Second Amendment, that it's not absolute, that you couldn't buy a cannon uh when the Constitution was ratified, which you could, and people did. And and then the other thing he loves to talk about is that there's no no Kevlar with on deer as they're running through the so, forest. Oh so God, according to the over and over, oh and over my gosh. According
0: so to the Journal for Quantitative Criminology, armed citizens use guns <laughs> to defend themselves at least nine hundred eighty nine thousand eight hundred and eighty three times every year oh wow according to the journal journal of criminal law and criminology wow um they say gun owners uh defend themselves on an average of one million eight hundred eighty four thousand three hundred and forty eight times a year a study by the cdc wow Estimates that an annual defensive gun use range from 500,000 to more than 3 million every year. That's now, incredible. How come we don't hear mm-hmm. any of those stats? Think about the number of deaths. Think of the number of rapes, mm-hmm. robberies, criminals that aren't caught. Think about all of that when the CDC. Says between 500,000 and more than 3 million every year. Why don't you hear that? As Pat said earlier, doesn't really fit their narrative. Mm -hmm. Our narrative is the truth. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. I know what you're thinking. Glenn, you seem more confident today. Yes, well, my friends, that started last night. I applied my new secret weapon for confidence. I call it sweat block. Guess what it does? The sweat block wipes are applied at night and protect you from embarrassing or uncomfortable sweat for days. Here's the best part. It really works. Sweat block was developed by a Harvard doctor who was tired of, you know, getting up front of people with, you know, sweat tacos under his arms. His problem is now our solution. If you're like me, and you might not suffer from excessive sweating, but when the lights are on and I'm on stage, the underarm faucets kind of turn on once in a while. It's a lifesaver for your pitch-giving, work. Working, date going average people. A godsend for you, Jeffy like sweaty beast. I mean, I don't know how you. Anyway, if you have an awkward teenager, do them a favor. Arm them with Sweatblock. Also, try the deodorant stick. Best I've ever tried. Get it all today. 20% off. Sweatblock.com. Promo code Beck or at Amazon. Hello, America. Hey, I've got good news. It's Tuesday. <laughs> right? Right? Who's not for that four day work week? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll become Italy where, you know, you mail something off and long after your death, some guy comes and says, hey, this was just delivered to you. It was written back in 2022. In You're like, wow, on paper. They haven't had paper for 40 years. It'll be like that. But four-day work week I'm into. Anyway, um... I'd like to play B or not the B. Uh, and you tell me, because I can't tell anymore, what a real story is and what a B story from the Babylon B is. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, still I'll give you the headlines. Um, FDA official in charge of evaluating new drugs hospitalized for mental disorder. <laughs> B or not the B. Headline number two, San Francisco schools to drop the word chief from job titles to avoid offending Native Americans. That seems so obvious that it has to be a real one. Um, That one has to be not the B. Southwest passenger who asked for permission and got it to masturbate on a flight gets 48 days in prison. That seems like a high, uh, too high a punishment for a real story. I was story, just going to say, I feel like. two, 48 days, no way. In this society? Yeah. Um, Democrats propose replacing Memorial Day with day honoring those who have been misgendered. <laughs> How can that possibly be a real story? IRS... Wait. IRS squanders nearly one billion dollars in erroneous <laughs> pandemic credits, even though they have a one hundred million dollar uh, uh, bonus to hire more people. Say they are too short-staffed to track down that billion dollars stolen from us. Incredible. Incredible. Be or not to be. I honestly, I'm not
1: sure if any of these are Babylon B stories. I, I, you could you could make the argument to me that all of them are real,
0: which I guess is why the Babylon B is good, or all of them are Babylon B. Yeah, they should. I mean, they should. They all should be, be Babylon yeah. B stories, right? They okay, should be so fake. let me let me give you uh, top federal official in charge of evaluating the safety of drugs. Think COVID has been hospitalized against his will uh, this month for an unspecified mental disorder, mm. prompting concern over his fitness. Prompting concern over fitness for his roles, which includes making major decisions that impact public health. That's a real story. Just happened this weekend. Mm. While there are many options on the matter, next story, our leaders uh, and leadership team have agreed that given the number of Native Americans in our community... We have exp- that have expressed concerns over the use of the title chief, we're no longer going to use it. Real story. Southwest Airlines' passenger, 34 years old, Antonio McGarity, was sentenced to one year of probation after pleading guilty last week to uh self-gratifying himself during a f- Southwest flight from Seattle making more sense okay to Phoenix. Uh, apparently he was sitting next to a woman on the flight when he exposed himself shortly after takeoff. He then said uh, you know oh. to the woman, do you mind and uh, according to another witness, uh, she put her hands in the air and says, it doesn't matter, does it? I think that's just surrender. You know, that's just yeah, like... that's not permission. You can't... If you've pulled it out already, you don't get to ask for permission at that point. Well, he thought her answer <laughs> was kind of, quote, kinky, end quote.
1: <laughs> I think so... this is just her not wanting to get murdered.
0: Yeah, like, <sighs> and, and just saying, you know, really, does... I mean, common sense. If you're asking that with your wiener in your hand... Yeah. Does it really matter? Right. Does it matter? Like
1: we say, learn, then vote. The order right. is important. <laughs> right. The same thing here. Right. right. Yeah. It, okay. Y- you know, like you okay. have to get the permission in advance. Okay. That was from a, beginning the procedure.
0: That was a real story. Um, <laughs> of course it was. The IRS, um, despite getting a six percent budget increase and an addition of ten thousand new IRS agents. The IRS claims it just can't spare the resources to recover almost a billion dollars in forgery and forged payments. Uh, Just can't. Where did I put that billion dollars? Yeah, they'll be harassing tons of people in this audience for audits this year. By the way, real story. Mm. And then there's this. Democrats have unveiled an official proposal to replace Memorial Day, which they are calling a problematic holiday honoring white supremacist soldiers who died for a racist country, with a more inclusive day, misgendered, misgendered, misgenderorial day. Wait, what Mis- was it? G- misgenderorial a day. it looks. Wait, who is proposing this? Democrats. No this way! This important day. Are they really? This important day will oh allow us God. to honor the true heroes—those brave non-binary Not individuals. This time who have been called he instead of <laughs> All Z. All right, you got me. This is a Babylon <laughs> beast story. Is, this is a Babylon This is it. Beast story. Finally, the true heroes uh. are getting their day of recognition, <laughs> said Nancy Pelosi. Presidential Medal of Heroism will be awarded to one brave misgendered person each year. The first one is to be given to Justin Trudeau, who has often mistakenly been referred to as a he. And mm. that is the...
1: That oh, one is actually Babylon B, B, B though. Yes. Thank God, at least one yes. of them was, because the, rest, right. of them, I, the rest of them, rest of them, no, I, absolutely could be. Mm-hmm. What is going on? <laughs> I, I honestly, and if you want to, if you want to convince me, it was a Democrat, not Nancy Pelosi, who was super aware of. If I said know, AOC, if you said AOC, or if you said you know Ilan Omar, or. Uh, you know, Ileana Presley. Yeah. Like I might you have believed, have believed it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It, you know, the only thing is Pelosi just is too, too public facing to be the face of that particular movement. Now, of course, she'll advocate for uh, kids being aborted seconds before birth and that have no qualms about that
0: whatsoever. But I don't think she'd go that far today. So, t- Next t- year? Today. Absolutely. Today, yeah, today. But today, no. Uh, one other thing, just to bring you back to reality, let me give you a couple of uh, good stories. Uh, Florida's uh, sheriff, the law and order sheriff, Carmine Marcino, which I love a sheriff. Carmine, you know, I got some friends. I'm just saying, we'll take care of business. You know what I mean? Uh, Carmine, sheriff Carmine Marcino. Uh, responded to um, the Texas school shooting, saying, you don't get to shoot our children. You bring deadly force into this county, and we are going to kill you, end quote. I take that from you, Carmine. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love it. I love it. Uh, And then Tommy Mass... uh, uh, Tommy? Thomas Massey had... uh, (laughs) I think we should start calling him Tommy, Tommy Massey. I like little that. Tommy Massey. He's so <laughs> cute. Um, by the way, he is like a, I mean, he is a, a little mini uh, Tesla. He's got so many patents to his name. Do you know this? Yeah. He's, he went to MIT. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, we did one right. Somehow or another, a smart guy got in there.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't worry. We'll drive him. He'll be in a straight jacket in a week. <laughs> um He said, uh, what's the number of murderers who have been deterred by the Federal Gun-Free School Zone Act? Number of people that have been... (laughs) I can can guarantee this number. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Mm -hmm. Zero. The Federal Gun-Free School Zone Act, uh, he says, was a knee-jerk reaction in 1990 that has cost more lives than it has saved. Repeal it now. Let the bad guys know that unceremonious death awaits them if they target your kids i am all for that you know i've seen these stories this weekend about you know dads who were soldiers who are now there you know with the ar standing in front of the school i'm all for that i'm all for that even in my house with my kids like no, your dad's serious. You are going to clean your room. I'm for, <laughs> I'm for a show of force. I think it's good.
2: I mean,
1: look, it makes sense to harden these schools. You know, you go through the evidence and you see that over the years, violence has generally gone down. Uh, even violence in schools have gone down. We went over those numbers uh, earlier this or last week. But there is a, a thing that's going on with these sort of spectacle shootings this you know i want attention for myself i want to be famous or infamous and i want to do these things and you know it, it hasn't just been schools we should remember that most of these mass shootings do not occur in schools they occur in other areas but like hardening schools seems to be a really basic step we could take to deter that particular crime that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen two hours later at baseball practice sadly we don't know but you hardening schools seems to be a pretty basic step you could take to, 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 uh, to push back on this a little bit. You know, the, the left jumped to, well, security doesn't do anything when we got those initial reports that security officers were on site right when it happened. And then we found out they weren't, that that, that wasn't true. And at the very least, we all know that every mass shooting ends. Every one of them, all of them end. With armed security. It's just a matter of whether they're on site or not. Whether they show up 20 minutes after it started or not. You can get them there at the beginning. And that seems to be the best approach.
0: Shouldn't we all remember that it was Jimmy Carter that gave us the phrase first responders? Mm -hmm. It was Jimmy frickin' Carter. Now, maybe the peanut thing worked out well. But other than that i can't think of one thing that jimmy carter did that we should hold on to not one not one habitat for humanity was that, him? Yeah, that wasn't i thought that was he was involved in that right yeah he went and built houses
1: okay that was that was it i <laughs> thought he had a some sort of no i don't foundational role think no. so well, maybe you know, he made a foundation of a house yeah he, maybe. Helped. Maybe. he helped maybe a he was just swinging a
0: hammer which you know <laughs> yeah. i don't want to tear those houses down right so there you, you go know, that's good you and, got that you know but uh yeah other than that no he was the guy who said hey america wear a sweater which is that what they're telling us now mm-hmm. they're blaming the gas prices uh, we'll play the audio for you blaming the gas prices now on you because americans just won't stop driving.
1: <laughs> no, we
0: won't. No, yeah. You're right. We I, won't. That's uh, weird. You know, we were the ones that kind of put the assembly line together so we could all have cars. And I don't know if you've noticed this. This isn't like, you know, uh France, where you can walk across the whole country in a day, you know? It's not Germany, it's not Switzerland, and even Switzerland has mountains. Well, so do we. I don't know if you know this. I mean, the people who are really hurting are the people who live in the rural parts of our country, which is the majority of our country, by the way, that have to drive They're farmers or whatever. They drive a truck. They drive 30 miles in to go to the work at the factory or wherever they work. That's not unusual in America to drive 30, 30 miles. How are you afford it? At some point, you can't afford to drive in. And that's what they would say at the White House is the point. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I talked to you about four weeks ago about PADS, and yeah. Neither of us had ever heard of it, and was it PADS? And was it was uh, Presidential Emergency mm-hmm. Action Directives? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and we had not even heard of it at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The New York Times reports today. Until now, public knowledge of what the government put into classified presidential directives which invoke emergency and wartime powers granted by Congress and otherwise claimed by presidents have been limited to declassified descriptions of those developed in the early Cold War. In that era, they included steps like imposing martial law, rounding up people deemed dangerous, and censoring news from abroad. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> now, this was uh, first started by Eisenhower in the atomic age, when we were afraid of nuclear weapons. If we would go to a nuclear war, there wouldn't be enough time for them to sit around you know, the cabinet and go, OK, so what do we do? They pushed a button and everything had to go. So they would make these directives beforehand and they would say this is for an emergency in case of a nuclear war. And the president would sign it and then it would be held. So you couldn't. Congress doesn't have a right to look at these things because they're not actually enforced. It's kind of like our advice until the emergency happens and then it becomes The law of the land. How does it become the law of the land? What process gives the president the right to emergency orders? If there's an emergency, the president has all kinds of powers. Now, I can't think of an emergency that might be on the horizon. You know, sure, there's the economic emergency that could happen. You know, there's the the energy shortage that might happen. There's a lawlessness emergency on the streets that could happen. Uh, but other than that, can you think of anything? <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's the monkeypox emergency. Mm-hmm. I left that one. Left that one out. Um, there's the cheating at an election one that, you know, would be really. There's the war emergency action that could be declared. But uh, other than that, again, nothing to see here. So. It's not been clear what the modern directives have been um, known presidential emergency action documents. Those are called PADS. Um, they've never been made public or shown to Congress. But the New York Times has been looking into George W. Bush. Now, why would you stop there? I think we all know why. Am I right? Several of the files provided to the New York Times by the Brennan Center for Justice shows that the Bush era effort partly partly focused on a law that permits the president to take over or shut down communications networks in wartime. Remember that one? And. People like your local radio hosts and your hosts on talk radio said, hey, for the first time in my career, uh, the emergency broadcast system is being taken out of our hands. What the emergency broadcast system used to be is the White House would alert the radio stations. And I think it was... I think it was WMAL in Washington would get the first alert and then WMAL would hear the tones and they would say, this is a test or this is an emergency. If it was an emergency, they'd pass it on to another station and that station would pass it on. Now, it would take like an hour to get all the way across the country to the West. So the West had already been wiped out. Okay, (laughs) but. It's Seattle. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, anyway, so. so uh, That was
1: their opinion at the time. It, it was, was like, ah, their. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no. I remember, because I, I worked in Seattle. And I remember doing those tests going, if it's real, we're all dead anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, everybody in Seattle, you've got about 90 seconds to prepare. Um, but uh, so th- so that's the way the test used to work. Then back in the George Bush era. They changed it. He now can push a button in the Oval Office or wherever, and it immediately overrides all signals. So he's on television and every radio station. There is no other information that is coming out except from the information from the White House. Didn't this happen in Austin Powers? Wasn't that his
1: plan where he could just press a button and would overtake all broadcast? Probably. Okay.
0: Probably to make sure. I didn't see it. But yeah, we're probably taking directives mm-hmm. from Austin Powers. <laughs> and that's probably the thing that Dr. will make Evil, the actually. most sense mm-hmm. all day to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, apparently uh, lawmakers cannot interfere with these. Another file from the summer of 2008 mentioned that the Justice Department lawyers were revising an unidentified draft order. In light of recent Supreme Court opinions, the memo doesn't specify the ruling, but the court had just issued the landmark decision on topics that relate to government actions in an emergency. One about gun rights in the United States and another about the rights of Guantanamo detainees in court hearings. Well, that could be any any one of those or all of those. Now, here's the thing. We got these. Uh, through, uh, FOIA, but we didn't FOIA the government. We foia the, uh, George W. Bush library. Now, no one knows why they didn't FOIA the Obama administration's records. Other than he doesn't have a library and nobody's building one yet because craft. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're looking for the right place. So we don't know uh, what happened uh, with the the P They are still enforceable if the president would say, hey, you know, nuclear launch. What do you have? And it's the Eisenhower one. He could still have that. We don't know what's in effect and what's not in effect. Um, Many of them are classified. In fact, all of them are classified except for this group that has just been released. Apparently, they had, I'm looking for it here, um, I think 9,000 pages were uh, not released because they're still classified, and I think they released 2,000 pages, so there's another nine, but I'm sure... I'm sure there's almost nothing on those other nine that remain.
1: Probably everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the best way to always assume. We've learned that lately. Just that, assume everything's going to be fine. is that frightening? Yeah. It's truly frightening. Um, by the way, uh, there's a couple of things here. Um, only half of evangelical pastors hold a biblical worldview. Now, this might be a little shocking for people who go to church. A study released Tuesday builds on another report from American Worldview Inventory 2022, which shows that 37% of Christian pastors bring a biblical worldview with them to the pulpits. Now, a biblical worldview is, um, it do, it does every person have a purpose and a calling? Do you have a purpose for being here? And can God call you to something? I'm asking you, Stu. Why are you asking me without the echo on your voice? Because I don't want you to feel damned immediately. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So, do you believe that purpose and calling? Sure. Family and value of life, those come from God. (laughs) Yes. Do you believe in God? This is a tough one I after know. the previous two, but yes. Do you believe in creation? And this is weird—creation and history. I don't believe in history. I just <laughs> believe in me. <laughs> okay, right. Uh-huh. I believe in creation. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I've intelligent design. I don't know how he creates. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't find that question to be as
1: riveting as some do yeah like, I, don't I don't really
0: even, care how he did it honestly yeah. but it's like, like it's it's on him it's, oh i got
1: we got you there it's like,
0: so you're saying
1: dinosaurs aren't real yeah <laughs> like, wait I don't, what? I don't really i, I don't, don't know all mm. the details to it. it wasn't there i will say i also don't know how an iphone <laughs> works exactly but i'm glad the texts go through
0: <laughs> but i don't believe in steve jobs no there he you never don't. existed <laughs> um <laughs> that just all of a sudden appeared on a beach somewhere Right. Um, uh, let's see. You believe in sin, Mm -hmm. salvation and relationship Mm with God. Mm -hmm. Um, do you believe in behavior and relationships, the Bible and its truth and morals? I I think, yeah. Okay. I I think those are all pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, only 37% of pastors (laughs) believe in that. Oh, I I mean. You might want to put that on the front sign. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, hey, come in, try our donuts. And we don't really believe what you think we believe. Well, you this happened to you, right? When you were doing oh, your yeah. church tour. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Oh, back in the day. We went to every, every church, every religion, because my wife wouldn't marry me without a common religion. And I'm like, oh, I love God and everything, but religion. I, this is a long time horrible. ago. You, this was not you at the time, though. <laughs> you were Boy. not.
1: Uh, this This church tour happened in what? I don't remember what year it 99. was. Uh. Wow. It was a yeah. long time ago. So long time you're ago. You're finding your way. And yeah, yeah, mainly I'm because your wife and... wouldn't marry you if you didn't. Right. <laughs> I mean. You're forced into it. Basically. Right. I
0: was forced into it. She, and she wouldn't. She didn't believe in premarital sex either. And I'm like, OK, Chickaboo, <laughs> what's it going to take? And she's like, God. And I'm like. Here I am. I'm practically a God. Look at me. Uh, Mm -hmm. No. And a uh, Greek God, a Greek God. She vomited. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And then I went to church. And so we tried everything. I mean, we, uh, you know, I really liked uh, the Jewish uh, synagogue that we went to, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, except you couldn't eat a lot of good things that I liked. And I don't speak a word of Hebrew, but Mm -hmm. it was in and out on Saturday. And it was pretty good. Mm, mm-hmm. I've since Probably. then learned there's more <laughs> right, yes. uh, than that. But <laughs> I went to this, I went to this church and it was a, uh, what do they call those churches? Congregational, right? The, the white churches on the greens in. Is it? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think it's congregational mm-hmm. churches. Um, and they're non-denominational. And uh, so I'm sitting there in the pew and Tanya and I were listening. We're like, mm, it's okay. You know, it's a church. And uh, during the sermon, the uh, pastor said, now, you all know that I don't believe in God. But if there is a God, we should serve him.
2: And I'm like,
0: hey, that doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, And that should be on the front door someplace. That should be before you go and sit down, you should just know our pastor doesn't believe in God. But if there is a God, eh, maybe we should serve him. Uh, You know, good safety tip there.